Hey everybody, welcome to the newest episode of Watching Out with Jay and MJ. I'm Jay. Are you like straight Jay? Well, I mean, I, I heard a comment that <laughs> I sounded a little gay <laughs> on the show. So I'm trying to butch it up for you guys. This, that- is, this is actually my, like, this is probably my normal timber. If we were to say, tim- I don't know, timber. Is timber the right word to use? Timber, timber. Tone. Tone. This is my normal tone. Well, for those of you who don't know, I'm MJ, questioning why Jay is straight today. But when I get excited, it just kind of, <laughs> I can't help it. When I get but excited, I like I'm, this, I'm like, ah! I like that side of you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that you enjoy the queen in me. Makes Everybody's me got a little queen in them. <laughs> Everybody does. I don't care who you are. Everybody's got a little bit of a queen in them. Mm-hmm. And girls got a little bit of a king in them, too. King in them? Sure. Oh. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So, you guys, Valentine's Day is in two days. See, okay. The only reason I remember Valentine's Day is um, my godson's birthday is on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is a sham. It's annoying to me. <laughs> so, it, you don't buy into the, I want to give someone roses? I think we've talked about this before. We have talked about it. I, I, we have talked about it before. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but I did when I was in college. Um like my second year in college, this yes. guy that I was dating um, bought me. Fl- I was sick that day. We were going to do dinner and everything. And I'm not a romantic person, you know me. I'm, I don't do that shit. And um, he uh, brought me food, you know, because he mm-hmm. was like, "I know you didn't." I was in the dorms, like I was in college, and he brought me like food, you know. I was like, "Oh, that's really that's really nice." And he brought me flowers, and I was kind of like, "Okay." And he left, so I took the food inside, and I, and I threw the flowers in a dumpster because I was like, I'm a dude. And, and, and obviously, I was like 19. Just to, to, to let right now, I was like 18 or 19 years old. So for me, I was like, I am not about to walk all these flowers for me through this dorm all the way through the hallways uh, for nothing. Don't bring me flowers. That's gay. Like, I wasn't going to do it. And I, my dorm room was literally in. Was the was in between all the basketball players at the school, so I was like, "I'm not being seen with these." Okay, first off, a no one cares. They're not looking at you. You're not that important. This was in the t- this. I don't want to age myself, but this was a while. This was a while ago. Secondly, <laughs> it's the same mentality people have when they're driving in their car. You think that everybody's watching your car and nobody is paying attention to what is inside your car. But see, I didn't know that when I was eighteen or nineteen. Just calm down. Stop trying to shame me. I'm not trying to shame I you. threw the flowers away. I was going to do it. I don't regret it. <laughs> it happened. Well, okay. And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before on the pod where we, we've mentioned, you know, I'm not a huge romantic. I don't really get into Valentine's Day. Yeah, I but, don't either. But, but is there something you watch that is romantically inclined? I That you enjoy watching? I know. I want to. because and, and I'm not good at this because, like, you know, I think of, when you think of romance, I think of, like... I don't know. I think of like the show Outlander. Mm-hmm. That to me is romantic. You know, it's got the books. It's like, it's like chiseled chest on the cover. You know, that's what I think of as so anything based off of romance novels. That to me is more, it's like romance sucks, but you know, yeah, I guess. But then I guess people try and group, I guess you could group in like reality shows about that kind of stuff. But then is that really romantic? Like the bachelor yeah, where is, the, the prize is the person. Yeah. Is that romantic though? I don't find it to be. I mean, I know they're, they're, they throw roses around going, roses are romantic. And I'm like, okay, you know what? But, okay, but here's the thing. And I know, like, Grey's Anatomy is, like, a drama. But you have the aspect of, like, Derek and, and hers romantic relationship and their back and alert, forth. Spoiler alert, Derek's dead. And all but, romance that was in that show died with Derek on that day. Okay? <laughs> I am not over it. I'm not over it. I stopped watching. As soon as it happened, I was like, I'm fucking done with you, Grey's Anatomy. I'm fucking done. And I never went back. <laughs> but but is that romance? Or, like, let's classify romance. Is the fact that you watch something because you're lusting or you have an attraction to somebody, is that romance? just call me a hoe? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no. Like, obviously, there was McDreamy and McSteamy in, in Grey's Anatomy. Well, if you watch because you're attracted to McSteamy, I mean, is that some kind of romance? I just think that means that you're just, you're horny, so it's fine. <laughs> I think, and, and, and I understand your point, because when I think back to the first season of Grey's, yeah. I do think that it, it was this, I do think it felt like it was about this romance between 
Meredith Grey and Doctor Shepherd. Doctor Shepherd. But then it evolved and I don't think it's really and then I guess I guess that you kind of think I think in the early years maybe because then there was the whole thing with Izzy and mm-hmm. uh Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yep. So I guess but it's not the only thing about that show and there's all relationships like that. So I guess maybe you could classify that as rom- as a romance. But okay, it, I'm with you. But Thank is, you. But is that like is that romance? Is that like a girl's and I'm not gonna be this is gonna become very sexist. I'm sorry for who this offends. Or is it like a girl's gap sesh, like you know, like like gossipy? I like, don't. I don't think so because I don't think Gossip Girl was a romance. When you say gossip, I think of Gossip Girl. Okay, but when you think about, but not a Gossip Girl. I talked about that with CW. Was Dawson's Creek a romance? One Tree Hill. I never watched One Tree Hill, but could it have been? Well, I never watched Dawson's Creek that much. I mean, Dawson's Creek was really about like these four kids, and a lot of it was a lot of it was about about love and about relationships and stuff like that. So I guess that's necessarily romance. But if it's, if it's a show about relationships, then obviously. I guess it can't be slated into that romance category. So, the question then, so since it is Valentine's Day, and we, you know, we, we're talking about feelings. Ugh. I know, it's it's a four-letter word. I don't know. Do um, you really, I don't, but, what, go ahead. <laughs> but are there different types of love that are, like, obviously romance is a specific kind of love. Do you want to be more broader and say there's love, you know, you love this person like for instance with Grey's Anatomy I feel like it grew from the love or relationship between Derek and Meredith to now like I see her with her kids and the characters are older and they have families and it's kind of more family love but I don't think I'm not getting too deep yeah you are because to me romance is like romance is courting it's you know dating so porns don't count (laughs) well Depends on the story. It, it, it does depend on the story. It depends. Now, I, but see, when you think about that, also, like, do you group? We talked about The Bachelor. Do you group like shows like MTV's Are You the One into that? What was the one with Flavor Flav? Flavor of Love. Oh my God! I went back and watched that clip like a few, like a like a few, like a few months ago. The Tiffany Pollard, yeah, clip where, she, where she's spitting pumpkin's face. <laughs> I was like, I think I watched Flavor of Love. Like, do you count? I mean, that's basically The Bachelor. Like that. I yeah, but whoever wins that honestly loses. But see, I think that that loses the romance title, it, and it, it skews more into just reality. So is romance to you going to be something that's kind of like fictional, fantastic, like, like, like we go back to romance novels. Twilight living. was romance. To yes, me. Twilight was very even though it romance. wasn't, even though it wasn't like great, it was romance to me. Okay, Fifty Shades of Grey. I would consider that to be romance as well, but I've never seen it. I wasn't I'm pretty sure it was fan fiction that took Twilight and made it kinkier. Probably. Fan fiction always does that. Yeah. But that's I think I think that's how Fifty Shades of Grey became a thing. Yeah. Do you watch anything that that's that, that you would that you would classify to be like a romance type show? Honestly, no. My wife is very much into romance novels and if you scroll through her Nook or Kindle list you'd have to like cover little children's eyes because it's mm. all those like chiseled chests and busted beauties <sighs> being held and romance movies i'll say love simon if i'm gonna go to the gay route love simon to me was mm-hmm. a romance it was um what is the one um after that came out on freeform i think it was henry something henry fuck i don't remember what it was but that to me is a romance movie but you know as far as like well, you have a whole rom-com section of like you right. entire category of movies. Right. But I, I wonder if, if has anybody like successfully transferred like romantic comedy into a TV show. I noticed that show I've never watched called Bob Hart's Abishola. Never seen it. Never. But heard I think of it. that's kind of a romance show about love and whatever. Is How I Met Your Mother a romance TV show? I you could classify. I don't know. I romance I think, is so broad. I feel like yeah, it's hard to sit there and, and like when you ask that question of is there something romantic you watch? Like either I feel like there are lots of shows that have romantic parts. Yeah, but no, there is nothing that is is relationship or romance centered that right. I watch. It's Vampire Diaries because that was a love story. I love. Tra- I didn't, I didn't watch the first season. I watched it until something dumb happened. And you I were literally like, naming it. every single show my wife likes. You're welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm writing on a CW list of, of, of romance. I really feel like I'm like, see, now you got me thinking like, why is my wife so unsatisfied? You got me worried now. They've been a hot dude. They hot. 
look vampires. Stefan. Mm. Is there something she's trying to tell me? Uh, yeah, but, but should no. I go buy some vampire teeth for Valentine's Day? <laughs> no, but also, I also think I have this weird old timey thought of romance because, like I said, I said heaving bosoms on a on a romantic yeah. cover. I'm thinking petticoats. I'm thinking Fabio uh, with the hair blown in the wind, yes. the white steed. I'm thinking a parasol. Like that's what for me. I'm thinking of a girl <laughs> fainting with her hand on her forehead. It's so just, the <laughs> so the moment you hear period piece, you automatically think romance. I do, and I don't know why. Who, who conditioned me to do to do that? I really do think that when i think of i think i think a period piece is like it's gotta be romantic why wouldn't it be i feel like books and and things like emily dickens and things like that they just they have portrayed old time romance where you had to take the time write the letters like like yeah. invest in it right. to be something of a lost art that this doesn't happen this day and age yeah i wish someone could figure out a way that i mean we probably there probably is something out there like this we just don't know that could that could translate old school romance like old english romance into a modern tv show i think that would be really cool kind of like but not like they the way they the way leonardo caprio and claire danes did romeo and juliet i don't need to, i don't need to speak yeah. i don't need you to put it in modern times and then still speak weird i just need you to put it in modern times fully like i think that would be really cool well they've had a bunch of like remakes of romeo and juliet and made it into another movie right but i mean what was the one um like the sharks and the jets and the west side story yeah that is romeo and juliet that was brought into modern times at the time yeah I do, um, like, I also think about shows like, because I actually, before we talked about I googled romantic shows to see, yeah. what, see what would pop up. Like, Too Hot to Handle came out. Do you remember Too Hot to Handle? Remember oh, my we God. Remember talking about that, that piece of shit? God, whatever happened to Alex? Um, by Tanner, the way. Tony. What was, Tyler. What was, what was his name? The, what, the, the one I was in love with. Alex. Amber. No, not Amber. Duh. Andy. Andy. You remember the cute one? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. What was his name? I don't know. Alex. No. Um, You've said that five times. <laughs> Thomas Tommy, I don't no, know it wasn't Tommy, but uh, that was renewed for season two. Um, by the way, you know the the brunette, the one that he dated, that was like really involved with him, who like he proposed on the follow up episode. Fabiola, and, yes, yeah. I don't know where um, apparently, is. Francesca, yeah. Apparently, what was his name? Sorry. They broke up. You know that, right? Uh, yes. Like so, they got like quote unquote engaged on the reunion episode, and then they broke up again. I think i saw but she might be gay now she was like dating a woman she thinks she's so cool it's a stunt it was harry harry it was harry oh my god harry god i loved harry he was so cute he was the only part of that show that was worth it but yes francesca apparently is now gay but that slated in romance and i don't think that's romantic it's forced romance i think mm, it's scripted romance because it actually to be fair, would that one be better than something like MTV's Are You the One? Because this one was saying, hey, the thought of it was trying to be more romantic. Because it was like, hey, let's take sex out of the equation, get to know these people, and try and figure out if you actually have a real romantic connection. So I guess you can. And, and if you group that in, you've got a group Love Island in there. What was the one on Netflix, the um, Love at First Sight? where they Love were is Blonde? Locked, yeah, where they were locked in rooms and you could only talk to each other for like a week and then yeah. you met each other. So are they trying to bring that romance back in? It's just maybe it's just not working as well, but yeah, they're trying to bring that romance back into like TV. So I guess we can we can group those in with that, even though they're shitty. Well, and here's the thing: <laughs> the Bachelors and, and those you know reality shows that are romance reality shows. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry for anybody that you know shakes the bedrock of everything you believe in. I'm not sorry, but there is no way you are bringing 13 to 15 women into a house that they have not seen the man they are going to be competing for and all of them like him. Yeah. There's no way. So you, so no one's ever been like, this just isn't working. I think I'm going to go ahead and leave. I don't think any actress that has been on The Bachelor has ever, to my knowledge, has never said, eh, not really the moment they saw him or like talked to him. Every single one has played the part has competed, has gotten catty, backstabby, has, oh my God, that girl is just like. You know, you know what I think? You know, I'd be interested to see. I would be interested to go back and watch like the very first season of Bachelor where they probably had, where their intention was to be 
romantic and yeah. with the roses and just help somebody really find love and then go back and look at like a recent season and see how produced or how scripted or how it's changed. Well, but you know? look at the, look at the girls who've been on the bachelor or who are on the bachelorette who have gone to do like dancing in the stars or like it is now, I believe they're cast there because they know it's a credit. That's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. It's no longer romance. It's a job. Yeah. So the, and I'd be interested to, to see that. So yeah, that is, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think that there is, there is a lot of like romance TV shows, but I don't think that that you've, you've got to have the romance with the sex. It's got to sell. Yeah. Because even shows like Outlander, yeah, it's romantic, but if there were no sex in there, I'd be like, this is bland, bland, all the build up <laughs> and no actual like payout. Yeah. Like can somebody get pounded? Like what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Why were we doing all this courting if we we're not even going to sleep together? Like, can we get this together? And nobody sleeps together, like, wrapped up in, like, 18 different blankets. Like, where's the nudity? Like, I need to be realistic, you know? And I'm not saying, like, I'm, like, some... I'm not saying... That sounded like I'm this, I'm this weird, like, person, but 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 I go back to... There are facilities that treat what you have. <laughs> but I'm, go, I'm going back to, like... like um, okay, so in X-Men Days of Future Past... Yeah. Sorry, this is a weird tangent, but I'm, on. But I'm going. But I'll make the connection. Um, Wolverine was in that movie, Hugh Jackman. I'm on the right. And yeah. okay. he, his first part of the, his first scene, I think, in that movie, he is getting he's getting out of the bed with a beautiful woman. Obviously, he's they've cadoodled and done their thing, and he told the directors that, or I could produce it to whatever, and they were like, "We're well, going to get out of bed. You're going to walk to the window, whatever." And he was like. I feel like I should be naked for this. And they were kind of like, why? And he's like, you're telling me that I spent all night with this beautiful woman and that I have clothes on. That doesn't make any sense to me. So they took his advice and yeah, he gets out of bed and you see his butt and all that, all that BS. But what I'm saying is like, that's what I'm saying. You're calling that BS. It was, it was, it was good. Uh, It was very good. I was not sorry about that when we get up and go on. But that to me is like, I wanted to be realistic in that way. Like, I don't think that people, I think that if it's going to be romance or sex or something like that, I don't think it needs to be hardcore or porny, but I think you need to be realistic about it. And you need to get rid of the double standard of only showing the women. I'm not saying that as like a gay dude because I want to see more do butts, but I think that they need to get rid of that double standard of only showing the women. You need to equally show the men and the women in these situations and just don't make it as scripted. And tele- I don't know. Just go watch Westworld. You'll, you'll see plenty of dick in Westworld. There's pl- there's tons of last penis in Westworld. Oh yeah, and like plumbers crack, plumbers crack all over the place. <laughs> um, besides, sorry, that's mentioned that you mentioned. Um, I believe that's the one role where Hugh Jackman, because he knew he was going to be getting out of the bed naked, like he did his training schedule to be literally like prime condition just for that thirty seconds on screen. And I believe the story I read was because he wanted to look lean and like not bloated mm-hmm. and not like like you know full of water mm-hmm. i think he drank three gallons of water three days prior and didn't drink any liquids until after they shot that scene because he would just he kept it where he could he's like i don't recommend this don't do this but i believe i read an interview where he said yeah i drank three gallons of water or an excessive amount yeah. to sustain me through because i knew i would look lean as fuck yeah on that screen that is commitment well, that's what, that's what I was like. You're calling that bullshit? Like, well, you know what? Thank you, Hugh. He put in the work. Thank you. But yeah, I get what you're saying. I you need to have the realistic aspect. Like, like right. you said, if I'm gonna sit there and have sex all night with somebody, I ain't throwing clothes on. Let me change the let me change the wording of that. If there's if there's romance, there's sex, there's passion. Yes. If it's a passionate scene, if it's passionate, we're not. We're not playing games here. Like, I'm ripping your bra off. Like, your bra, your bra's over here. It's mm-hmm. get a new bra. Yeah. Get new underwear. Fair it, enough. We're ripping it. It's done. It's done. This shirt, it's ruined. Ruined. Okay? Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I think that, like, I've seen episodes of Outlander. Outlander is, like, one of the ones where I think that it does that amazingly. Like, like horse, it's ripped off. Like, and- they're, like, heaving bosoms. Like, <laughs> Like we keep coming like, back to that. I know. I, I just love the term heaving bosoms. I don't know. Why. It just it, it just gives me a picture of large breasts. I know, or they're pushed up or something. I don't know. Yeah. Heaving, heaving bosoms, you guys. Like I'm all about it. Google it. Um, but yeah, 
I don't know. But do it on a private browser. <laughs> but romance in my normal life, I'm kind of like, mm, you know, I'm not a romantic person. I mean, I'm the same way. I don't have something that, I don't know, I just, nothing stands out. I don't gravitate towards that type of material. Me either. I I, I, I am fully surprised when it does happen, but I'm, 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 I'm with you. But the, that can't be said for this week's review, which is coming up next. All right, everybody. So that entire conversation of romance, it, it was a little pointed, and there's a reason why. The show we were reviewing this week is, I mean, the widely acclaimed Bridgerton. Bridgerton place. Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yay. I'm yeah. excited about it. It's uh, the first show that uh, that comes out of Shonda Rhimes' contract with Netflix. Yes. Um, but basically, Bridgerton, uh, during the Regency era in England, eight close-knit siblings of the powerful Bridgerton family attempt to find love. So... Was that good? I, I Yeah, I it completely was am fine with that description. So... First of all, you guys know I was on board because I was like, Bridgerton, blah. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, they're British. Okay. <laughs> well, again, I've been, I've been, let's go back to period piece. Yeah, and again, there's a petticoat. Obviously, the only thing we're missing is Helena Bonham Carter. Like, or uh, we're, we're, missing, we're missing Helena Bonham Carter. We're missing, uh, my brain was going to say, Keira, we're missing Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is a mainstay in, 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 the, in the period pieces? <laughs> <laughs> Who else? It's more than just them two, because those two find a way to show up in every fucking period piece. Every single one. Every single one. Who else? Is that it? It's just them two? That's the only thing that come to mind for me. Just them two hoes? Oh, I'm sure, sure there's more. Probably. But yeah, period pieces. But, okay, so I did, I did a little research because I didn't know this was a book series before it came to Netflix. I just thought Shonda decided to come yeah. up with somebody and make something. I wasn't aware either until after, yeah. Apparently, there are six or seven books. Mm-hmm. Each book follows one of the Bridgerton kids. Mm. So it's literally describing their lives. And Emily and I, we bought the first one after we started watching the show because she yeah. wanted to see how close the book was. In the back of the book, the way the books are broken down, it is like a family tree of how their family breaks out. Oh, okay. And each book is a title for each of the kids and it shows their family tree. See, I like that. That to me makes it makes it seem like it's going to be more of like an anthology type series mm-hmm. where, yeah, I like that where the characters are still there. It's just, well, I mean, I guess anthology is like you take the same actors and yeah. then you mood them in a completely for characters. But this one's kind of like a twist on that where maybe what they'll do is like, cause this series is basically based around Daphne Bridgerton played by uh, Phoebe DeNever. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe she'll still be in the later seasons, but her role will be diminished because they're it, talking about... It is, yeah. So that's like the first book, that, that actually is how the series starts, was the first mm. book was about Daphne um, and her romantic involvement. Yeah. Um, I think the second book is about the oldest brother. So I think that's... Uh, the, the oldest brother who is Anthony played by Jonathan Bailey. Yes. Um, the third book... Don't remember if it's. I don't think it's the the second oldest brother. I think it's the one in the show. Colin. Yes. Colin. Yes. Played by uh, Luke Newton. Yes. But let's uh really there. So while we're talking about them, like there's eight protected kids. Obviously Daphne's our our main character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then her sister uh goes to Eloise Brickerton, and then she's got uh Hyacinth, who Which, is her. I love that name. I don't know why. Yeah. And then I believe there's Francesca, who we don't see a lot of. She four. comes in at like the very end, because she's yeah. off at school. Yes. Um, and then we have the uh, the four boys. We have the oldest brother, Anthony. Mm-hmm. We have the uh, second brother, Benedict. We have Colin. And then we have Gregory, who's the little who's the little brother, basically. Yes. So they're eight kids, and um, they're a pretty well-to-do family. Like they're they're probably they're a popular family. They're like the family. So and and that's the 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 world this is set in. I don't know if you would consider them upper middle class because they get invited to the queen's court. Yeah, I believe that they're. I believe the Bridgerton's family is is supposed to be 
upper class. Yeah. Because they're all they're all really good looking and they're all they have that really nice house and everything like that. So I don't think that they're of the lower Well they live in that square where everybody right. like, like row houses. Exactly. And and the whole neighborhood, like every summer it's a to do. Like it's the event where the girls who come of age right. come out and show who they are and, and present themselves. I believe they don't know who how much money everybody has, but I believe the way you show how much money you have is by what you wear. Yes. So nobody really knows how much money you have. And I guess what you owe. You're presenting. Yes. You're presenting. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that's, uh, we have, those are the Bridgerton kids. Then we, we bring in other, other characters. Um, I forget. Simon. Yes. Um, the Duke. Yes. Simon Bassett. Which, uh, what has he been in? He looks so familiar to me. Uh, I think his name is uh, Reggie Jean Page. Maybe I don't know anything. Um, he was in nothing that I know of. He was in a show called For the People. It was only about a year. That was recent. Okay. Um, nothing else. Um, and then, so yeah, so he's the Duke. He's kind of the main love interest of Daphne. Yeah. Um, and then his auntie, I guess. I, I know it's not technically his aunt, but his auntie. Um, I forget her uh, lady. Lady Danbridge. Yes. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Just the sass on her. I loved her. I thought she was great. Yes. But... I would say she's one of the main characters. Um, and then some of the other houses along the row, the Feathertons. Like the, across the street, there's the Featheringtons. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they are uh, one of the, some of the sisters. Penelope's probably one of the, one of the bigger ones. She's best friends with Eloise mm-hmm. um, Brigerton. Uh, there's Marina Thompson, who is a distant cousin. Yes. Uh, that comes in. And then there's the, uh, there's, Lady Portia Featherington, who's obviously Penelope's mother. And they do have her sister. She has two sisters who rarely say anything. All they do is make shitty comments and look weird. But um and then we have the 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 ma- the uh, matriarch of the Bridgerton family, um, Lady Violet. Yes, which so her husband was dead, right? Yes. Okay. Did they ever say how he died? I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember that. Either. Not that I caught. Okay. Um but but tell like what what the we know we said it's about fighting love, but what is the main thing of the story like the whole courting yeah so the whole courting thing and this is where again i guess it was something that happened back in, maybe so yeah in that period but every woman every year was kind of presented to the queen and this was her coming out so this was i mean they they still do this into society with um oh my god i can't think of the term of what they do where it was in uh she's the man it was what amanda Bynes was gonna go through never saw a movie oh my god um Amanda, please. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> but yes. So it's like like they're coming out to society, presenting themselves at a, as an eligible age to marry. Right. And the whole point of this courting was to say, "I'm here and find your best husband or mate." Girl, I'm trying to snag me a man this That's summer. Literally, all it was trying to snag me a man. Uh, but they wanted to follow the gossip of and like the 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 little bits and details of everybody's life to kind of get the inside scoop. Um, and make it eventful. They wanted something. They wanted scandal without having scandal. Um, Just like everybody else. We, 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 we all talk about, I don't want any drama, but we all print around that bush. But, and here's the thing I don't get. Was it that uptight? Like, you couldn't kiss the person you were interested in without yeah. being ruined? The biggest thing is, it, it was it was a huge double standard back then. Like, men could men could walk around and sleep with women and do whatever and sow their oats and all that stuff and, and people would care about it and be like, aha, high five, good job, bro. You know, like, you know, that's how it was back then. Straight J. But if a woman even looked at a man too long, it was like, oh, she a slut. She a hoe. And they still, even now in 2020, a girl is just now being able to be like, look, I slept around, yeah, and it's almost not a double standard now, and that's like it's twenty twenty. So no, you could not. It was all about your virtue as a woman. If you were not a virgin when you slept with your husband, you were ruined, ruined. Oh yeah, and it would bring your entire family down. And I think that that's really that that's really what that's really why we're dealing with such double standards now today is because of that whole reason. I mean, it's only been a hundred years since women were able to vote. Only. Well, what, what was the exact quote? Um, Anthony was talking to Colin. Uh, well, that's the third brother, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I should have taken you to more whorehouses. 
Yeah. That but, your brother's gonna take you to a whorehouse? Yeah, because it because at that point, and that's the thing. And then what's also and this is a spoiler, but what's what's weird about it is that yeah, of course, men know exactly how sex works. Uh huh. But the women don't know anything because it is improper to talk about it. The mom isn't gonna tell you exactly what happens about it because it's improper. So that's the whole thing. Like you go into this blind, not knowing you literally don't know what sex is because you don't got the internet obviously so you have no idea literally don't know i mean this hoe didn't even know what semen was oh no clue no idea so it to me it's this like, hoe being daphne yeah and it's like what the heck like what and that is it, that's that's the double standard they live with so yeah they were that uptight about it you could not be alone in a you could be alone in a room with a man back then if you were if you were a virgin because people were going to assume something happened well and the fact that literally a, I love the fact that the family of all eight kids had a chaperone Daphne, but no one cared what the boys got up to. But also the dance card, the the thing on their wrist in every episode. It took me three episodes to figure out what that was. Literally, like making like an itinerary of how your night's gonna go, and then your brother has right to go. Okay, I don't like this one. This one we can mark that off. Like, right? You what? Yeah, memory control. Men can do whatever they want. Ladies were like, nope, you gotta be a lady. You gotta be a proper... You've got to be a proper lady. You can't be seen in the gardens with men alone. Nope. Or they will assume that you are strumpet. Did they say strumpet? No, they did not. (gasps) Missed opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) I I would have loved... I would have been like, they said strumpet. Oh my god! I'd have been all about that, but yeah, that's really fucked up. It sucks, but doesn't deter from the show. Um, But that was the thing. Like they came out in society, and they're like, "I'm looking for a man," and that's basically it. You go to dances, you go to balls all summer long, and (laughs) my womb is open for business, basically. And you're trying to court and whatever. That's what you 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 take gentlemen callers. Like they come to your house during the day, bring you gifts. They bring you gifts while you're in a big room with all of your family present. Yep. And you guys talk in front of all your family and, you know, see if you like each other or see if you have anything in common. And then you you uh, go on promenades. With- I was, <laughs> was going to get to, I guaranteed that your favorite part of the show was the terminology. Let us promenade down. Shall we promenade? Like, what? Like, what is that? This is like promenade, you guys. It's basically just like, do you want to take a walk in the park? <laughs> oh, no. The best part is, you know what that is most commonly used with now? Horse shows. When the horse shows off its its skills and like shows off, that is what that is terminology for. Because you're showing off. Yeah. Exactly. Did you also know that promenade, prom is short for promenade, I believe? No. I believe so. I believe so. Don't quote me. Um, but also another showing off yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, so that's basically what, they, what they've been doing in this show. It's a lot about, you know, putting, putting yourself into society and um, trying to, like I said, them girls try to land that man and then men are trying to land a lady and that's basically it. I want to marry my daughters off. Go, basically. Yes. And then if the dad's dead, it falls to the oldest son. So it always mm-hmm. fell to the oldest male of the family. Right, the oldest male heir, which is why Anthony, uh, Daphne's brother, is the one who is kind of heading up the whole process. Which brings me to, so Daphne, her prospects that she likes, she came out and the queen loved her in the first episode. Like, she put the, like... Mark on her saying, you're the star of this season, of this summer. You're going to be the winner for whoever gets you. And apparently no one likes her. And then she ends up meeting the Duke, who is good friends with Anthony. Right. So Anthony knows kind of his sordid past and what type of guy he is. Which is why he doesn't like the Duke. Well, to be fair, Anthony doesn't like anybody. True. But um, the, the, the other portion of, of this show is the... Um, is Lady Whistledown, who is voiced by Julie Andrews. And mm-hmm. basically, Lady, Lady Whistledown uh, puts out, basically, she puts out a, a gossip rag, basically, every, you know, I don't know how long, every week or so like that. And basically, she knows all the gossip, and she can build up reputations, and she can completely destroy reputations Easily. just by putting out this little um, this little paper. So that's kind of like a side story, just to try to figure out who Lady Whistledown is. But also... Julie Andrews is basically reading these papers, but narrating throughout the show as well. It reminds me so much of Gossip Girl. Yeah, it does. I, I get I get full Gossip Girl vibes. Um, so, what do you like? I 
I always resort to this and I fall back on it, but the acting, can I say the Duke was cast beautifully? I wish they would have given him a haircut, if we're being honest. He didn't get them edges. But his voice. Ooh. Yeah, I he was he, he was he, he was he was very up to up to par. Yes. Um Daphne did a great job. I like how they and I just kind of noticed this going back and looking at pictures of the show. Mm-hmm. I feel like they with her clothing and kind of how they built her character, they made her very young in the beginning and as she grew to understand what it was to be a woman, they much they made her older, or dressed her older, and kind of it's so like you think a little bit. It was a little change, like like she was much more. She looked a lot younger to me in some of the earlier episodes. I feel like they kind of progressed her, and, hmm. and made it like oh, she's realizing what it is to be a woman, and she's sowing her oats and becoming you know. She doesn't have oats to sow. Well, fair enough, but yes, like I feel like they did a good job with how they progressed her character. Um, I'll tell you what I, I liked that. Uh, I think I said this in our preview because in our season two preview, but I like the fact that there are the flavor of people is very diverse. Yes, I love that the queen is actually black, um, or you know she's brownish, uh, but uh, the duke is black. Lady Danbury is black. There's uh, there the the seamstress, um, the French seamstress. She's black something. Um, and like they have like, I think there's also a few Asian characters in there and stuff like that. It's still primarily white people, but I do love that there are people of color in the show that aren't servants. Well, and here's the thing. I think that was, I have to ask Emily because she's read the first book. I think that was 100% a liberty taken by the show and that was not in the book. Um, I think. I don't know, but I know, I know, and it's not a spoiler in the show. The thing was, was like, apparently the reason black people were able to come up and own property and be dukes and be duchesses and be, you know, whatever, whatever was because the king married the queen who was yeah. black. So I was like, I wish they would have just left off. I wish I wish it was just people of color, just for people of color. I wish they hadn't like given a reason, given a reason and just let it be. So I was kind of annoyed by that. Well, I don't that's, think, a, that's actually a dislike. But you know. I don't think the queen's a character in the book. I think the queen was added for the show. Hmm, maybe they did to to explain, but I don't think, I think to, I don't think he did to explain if the character exactly. Was black. But that's a, I think she was built in to explain. That's mm. why I think they don't have the black and Asian characters in the book. Right, you're just supposed to assume they're all white. Yeah, um, but I do like that they took that liberty. I do love that that that, that they that they have a, a diverse group of group. Uh, they have a diverse cast yes. in this show, which is which is very very awesome. Um, obviously, you know I love a British accent. I like the story they told. I honestly think the story was good. Mm-hmm. I love a nice set of riding boots. <laughs> love that. Love the riding boots that they all had. I have to admit, though, I love the memes and gifts and, and just random things that have come from this. Like, the culture this has now made mm-hmm. out in America is hilarious. Like, what people are acting like and how much they love. Um, I love a grand staircase. <laughs> let's but let's let's go back to and this is my favorite part and I don't know if this is actually your favorite part the music. Oh yeah, they did do. I mean, they did it kind of cute. I mean, it, 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 it's a, it's it's a little cheesy that yes. all of a sudden you're listening, you're like, is that thank you next? Yes, but it's played whole, by violin. <laughs> but the whole point is they were sitting there talking about who your suitors and the brother in the scene was. Nope, next, next. And yeah. she was but the whole point was they were playing Thank You Next in a yeah. period esque set theme. But I, I like how they did it. Yeah, they I, I don't know if I don't I don't I think it kinda of fell into the background for me after that one. So I don't know if they continue to be that clever, but there that were about was a, four or five. That was a clever, that. a clever use of it. Um, um, do you remember what's that song where the, I forget the name, but she's like, "I'm the bad guy." Oh, Billy Eilish. Yes, bad guy. they did that as one of them. It's the one where. Um, oh, uh, they'll find it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's in the show. Like they, okay. they actually had like so they did about five different songs of modern songs into violin kind of quartet yeah it was kind of i mean and and i and and the story itself was was good i do i do um i do like i did think the storylines were actually really really good obviously some of them are from the books but i don't know how closely they are aligned to that but they had a lot of material in the in in these scenes and i liked it like they they tackle um a girl losing her virtue and, and how that affects people and 
what happens when somebody has a gambling addiction and, and they have no money or what happens when you are a kid from a broken family, like, you know, it, and how that affects you. So it's, I mean, there's some really, I mean, it's all playful and fun on the top. And yet it's, it's kind of, I would consider it to be a romance show, but yeah. they do have a lot of really cool, like storylines and a lot of cool depth to a lot to, to some of these characters, which is, pr- which is pretty cool. And I think there's a lot more grown up material than I was expecting. Oh, yeah. Having seen what she Shonda has put out on like, you know, ABC with Grey's Anatomy and, and, and Scandal. Oh, dude, Shonda's been wanting to show some ass. She's like, I want to show some ass. Like, literally, <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, that's okay. kind of That's kind of where I was going. With it. I wasn't expecting that either, but I was like, all right, let's But to go. your point, I, like we talked about earlier, I think they did it tastefully. Like, they did it to, you know, during the honeymoon phase, like, you're going to have a lot of sex. And, what, and, and you know what also, what I, I want to talk about this is that I don't think there was any female nudity in this whole show. Were there boobies? Mm-hmm. You saw Daphne's for like three seconds. Yeah, but there's a lot of ass though. Oh yeah. Anthony shows his ass. Anthony shows his ass all up and all up in that show. Um, uh, the Duke, his ass is all up in that show. So can we say? But yeah, no, I'm it, with you. But yeah, and, and then um, yeah, I mean, I think it it did play it more realistically. Yeah. Like to your point of the expectation was set. Yeah. It didn't just leave you flat. Like they actually went through with the sex scenes. Right. But they played it to where like you know what. Married couple, brand new. They're not going to get dressed. They're going to no. be in bed for an entire month. Any 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 couple that is that is engaging in any kind of sexual act in, in a show is passion. And when you have passion, there's no you don't take care of where you're going to put your jacket or any of that stuff. So I that is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. That was my main point of it. Um, is there anything, is there anything that you didn't like? Yeah, but talking about it would probably spoil a little bit of the show. Get over I mean, yourself, the Duke. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, okay. Well, just, just at what point? Like, I, I don't know. I've never had. We've a, said it in many other shows. Communication is key. Yeah. Like, at what point is your ego more important than a person you honestly love? Yeah. There you go. That's a good. That's a good. Um, I will say what I what I didn't love. I didn't love the whole lady whistle down thing, and I I, I didn't love the narration. I think. I think that shows that were, and this isn't because I've watched Outlander and Outlander does a little bit of narration, mm-hmm. but I feel like this one relies a little bit. It relied a little bit too much on it. It kind of at a certain point, I wanted to, I want to let the scene speak for themselves. Like I don't think I need the narration as much, and it wasn't as bad. It wasn't really horrible, but I just, I don't know. I feel like it was kind of heavy at times. But was there narration? In the middle of the episodes, I thought it only ever. I thought the book ended. I thought it started or ended an episode. I don't remember, but I mean, I, I should remember. But I don't. I, I think I started. I think it started to be a little bit less toward the end of the series. Yeah. In my opinion, I think I could be wrong, but that's the only thing. That, if I had to say I, I dislike something, I think that's one thing I, I I did not like. I didn't like Daphne's dresses either. Those dresses are not flattering. No, for her, for what she had, they were very like. I want to say shower curtainy. They look like shower curtains. All yeah. of them look like shower curtains. And that girl with that basket weave on her head of weave, I was like, you look crazy. You look damn crazy. Oh, uh, but it got people's attention. Did it? It kind of did. Whatever. Uh, but no, but, the, but, but what else? Was there anything else that you didn't really like? No, I mean, I think it was well done. I honestly, and this is kind of where I feel like it's going to go. Every show I've ever watched of Shonda Rhimes. I have loved the first couple seasons. Grey's, it was okay. It was mm-hmm. an intro, but like Scandal was good. How to go to murder. Mm-hmm. After I watched like one season, maybe two, I'm like, eh. Let's see, there's a difference with this show because this show actually has a blueprint. Yes. Where they don't have writers going off, off the fucking rails, but I guess they still could. You, but. you know what? Let's put a bomb in a body. Oh my God, yes. You know yeah. what that bomb's going to do? It's going to be held by Meredith to where if she moves an inch, it's going to blow up. So, you know, because you know, I think Sorry. that. That's part of the thing with, because we could say, because with Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. if you think about it, the show was was really good, and then once that blueprint dropped off, we went a little off the rails. Oh, very much so. So I think that that's, and that's not to say that just because there's not a blueprint that, I, that it won't continue to go well, but I think that's part of the difference between this show and some of the other ones that she's done, is that this one has that blueprint that they, that they should, 
not necessarily walk the path of, but you know, stay along. They should revolve around that line and around that main. Well, yeah, and like I said, like each book follows a specific child and their journey. So like, I, I, there are going to be parts where they pull characters from past books. It's a family; they, they interact. But yes, it's going to focus on each child's growth. Right. So, but I didn't dislike a lot. Okay. Well, so have we said our piece about everything? Do you want to go to Bay of the Week? Bay of the Week. All right. Bay of the Week. Okay, so normally you start with your Bay of the Week. Yes. I'm going to say who I think Bay of the Week should be. I honestly, I'm basing this not necessarily on the acting, but on the character that I see some some um, confliction in 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 their confliction. Is that a word? Literally. I see some like something. There's something behind them where I'm like, I want to know more about you. Like, there's something about you that's going to change or that's going to do something, and that is the middle brother Benedict. Um, I wanted to. Say, I was gonna say, I almost said Benedict Cumberbatch, and then I almost said Benedict Middleditch, <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> "What is his last name?" Benedict Bridgerton, the artist. Yes, because there's some. I'm like, because this this I feel like this this series really was was like they were going into him, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna find something out," and they would draw back, and I'm like, "Oh, okay," and they would go to somebody else, and then they would lean in. Well. And then come back. The and I was like, they're doing a push and pull with him that I'm the enjoying. The parlor scene where he walks in on So I want to see more. Yeah, like, like, I want to see more from him. Exactly. Where is that going? So I think by Bailiwick is him because of I'm intrigued by his storyline. I want to see where he's going to go. And he's going to be, I think he's going to be big in the next coming seasons. See, and I was torn between either him or Anthony. Because I feel like Anthony at this point in the show, I want to know where he's going to go. Because I looked at the title of his book and I kind of know who like who he ends up with, but I don't think they've introduced her character yet. So I want to know where his character goes. See, I'm less intrigued by him than I am with, with Benedict. I think I think Benedict has a lot of a uh, a lot of more potential. More potential. I think his story. That's a character. Ha- I think his story is going to have more veins. Yeah. Um, than than Anthony. And Anthony is very cut and dry. Your tormented person who can't have the person he loves, and now he's distraught. Yeah, where does he go? But but yeah, I I just I just found his. I found out of all the characters, I found wanting to know more about Benedict and about his whole thing. Not to say that everybody everyone's acting was you was you know, was you know pretty good. Was, was it was it was a top notch acting, but it was good. Like it was it was it it was it sold the stories. But he was just the one where I was kind of like, there's something about you. There's some mystery there that we don't know. And like, I know Anthony's kind of brash and kind of like, blah, 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 blah. Like he's a bro. Mm-hmm. And Colin is the sensitive, is the sensitive brother and the one who's got the feelings and the one who's like, you know, he's chivalrous. Yeah. Benedict is the one where I'm like, I'm not sure where you are in this whole spectrum. I want to know more. No, and I agree. And that's why he was one of my two options. Because I mean, Obviously, people love Daphne and the Duke. It, it's yeah. they're the main characters of this series of this season, right? Um, the Duke's attractive. His voice is great. Daphne, I think, did a great job. She's mm-hmm. attractive as well. But yeah, I agree. I think the brothers and more the family of the Bridgertons is kind of where I wanted to learn more of. Right. I mean, the sister, the smart one who's trying to figure Eloise. out. It, yes, I like her too. I like her, but not as much as the brothers. She gave me some comedy, which I was, which I was, which I was needing in this. She exactly. gave me a little. I like her a lot. Um, we didn't talk much about her, but I really enjoyed her character. Yeah, and then the random sister they brought in at the very end. The two youngest weren't in it really that much, so you're kind of left with Colin, Anthony, or um, Benedict. Benedict. So yeah, that's kind of how I eliminated the people that I wasn't going to nominate for Bay of the Week. Stop stalling. So yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Benedict, and I said he's one of my two. Yeah, so I, I agree. I also think he's the cutest. <laughs> <laughs> so I played that well. Um, no, I really do. I really am. Like he's the one where I'm like, what's going on with you? What else? What else? What yeah. else? So yeah, yay, cool. Okay, so let me ask: Do you recommend this? So watch. I do, you guys. Like it really is like. 
I think it's here's the thing. Is it the best show? No, mm-hmm. it really it, it is not. Like it's there are better shows that we've watched that we've seen that we've reviewed. But do I think this is this is, this is enjoyable? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I really, this is almost. It's almost kind of the way I felt about Emily in Paris. Where Emily in Paris, at first I was like, I don't want to watch this. I wanted to watch Bridgerton, but after watching Emily in Paris, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, you know what? I think I'm on board for this. Bridgerton, I was like, I wanted, I wanted a little bit more. I needed a little bit more. Yeah. I think it took a little bit to really get into it. It, yeah. And so I think it could have done that. Like the pacing could have been better. But I'm tuned in for season two. Like I, I, I'm not gonna say I love this, but I really enjoyed it. Well, and yes, it's a watch. I agree. Go ahead and invest your time. Mm-hmm. Um, invest. But I think it's it's still, it has that kind of Shonda Rhimes trap to me. Like, she does great on character development. She makes you get invested. And then, like I said, two seasons in, after that, you're like, there's nothing new happening. I'm done with it. So but is, I'm that, is it on her or the writing staff? Exactly. So that's where I'm hoping because this has more of a book, like you said, blueprint. Mm-hmm. It progresses further. That's in the future. But yes, I'm tuning in for season two. Like you said, this is definitely a watch. I highly recommend it. Yeah, you guys, please get involved in Bridgerton plays. Sit down with the point. Wait, that's Scottish. My British accent's been really off today. You know what? If you're going to watch this, make sure to have promenade afterwards. Oh my god, I would love a promenade. I would love a promenade. Can you imagine just getting dressed up like in like your cutest outfit? And oh my god, like and you don't get to see the same outfit twice. Oh, you, oh, you I never was, got to see the same I outfit twice. I was born for this era. Like, come on, like those riding boots, those outfits. You would you would dress just like the Duke did in the show, dude. I love his jacket. Oh, can't cannot give me a pussy bow and let's go <laughs> i didn't know that was a thing till a day ago you saw them drag race didn't you yes <laughs> i love a pussy bow <laughs> all right guys thank you guys for tuning in all right bye you've been listening to watch or not with jay and mj interact and give us suggestions on what to watch at watch or not podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on Twitter at WatcherNot underscore pod. And on Instagram at WatcherNotPod. Huge shout out to Bradley Parsons. Thank you for creating our theme music. And subscribe and leave a review wherever you download podcasts. Don't make us come for you.